Good evening, everybody. Hi, hello. Hey, how you doing, honey? I'm good. How about yourself? Awesome. Welcome to the Castro Files. Thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Appreciate it, as always. We've got a good story to go over. Beth's got a great story to go through today. It's kind of creepy. Creepy. It's one of those ones that's going to stick with you, I think, for a little bit. A little while. Yep. Yeah. So first and foremost, go out, check out the Castro Files on Instagram. It's where you can find all the pictures from the show. And also check out our little swag store out at Minor League Studios. It's got all sorts of good stuff, hats and shirts and the little wine tumbler you like yep. and some bigger, you know, water glasses. Kinds Tumblers of and wine tumblers. Absolutely. And, yeah, so definitely cases yeah. and all sorts of cool stuff. Yeah, Check that out if you don't mind. And then, of course, like and subscribe and share the show. Yep. Right. Sharing so, is caring. There you go. So we'll go through that. Do that for us if you don't mind. And we're going to jump into your story. My story. All right. Um, so this is an article I got off uh, medium.com. It was published in originally in Uff Misdeeds and Mysteries. Okay. Uh, this is a story that was really all over the news, all over, I guess you could even say social media because it did really? happen in 2007. Okay. Um, so I was looking through stuff and I saw major broadcast companies doing, you know, articles on it so nice. this is a little bit more about what happened the other ones were actual interviews with the family and okay, stuff. okay cool so the kirkendall family phone stock mystery is the name of the story in 2007 a unknown unknown caller harassed and threatened a teen girl and her family for months using their own phones a 16 year old girl named courtney kirkendall randomly began receiving texts from her friends from her home in firecrest washington in 2007 Upon looking at these texts, she's met with messages from her friend asking her why they had gotten text messages from her simply saying, gay. Now, one could be mistaken for thinking it was dumb, immature prank on Courtney's part, except for one problem. She did not send those texts, at least not herself. Left mildly confused at what they were talking about, she brushed it off and thought nothing of it. Neither she or anyone else involved could have imagined how far these strange occurrences were about to get. Not long after Courtney, as well as her friends and family, all started receiving threatening texts and phone calls from an unknown person who they later referred to as Restricted, the name that name so after the word that appeared on the caller ID whenever these calls appeared. Okay. So that's how it, it shows identified up Restricted. Get a picture, or a phone call and it'll say Restricted right. or Unknown right. or something like that. So that's that. where they started naming him. Okay. As soon as Restricted began calling, they would regularly, I'm sorry, as soon as Restricted began their call, they would regularly threaten to kill or rape the human targets, oh attack their schools they attend, or even threaten to kill their pets. The messages got to the point of coming through around the clock and would take place on both the family member's landline as well as their cell phones. So this is a time when phones were still popular. I think 2007 is when the iPhone just is came out yeah, to give kind of correct. reference to. Yep, it's exactly it. Um, uh, an attempt to stop restricted harassment, everyone affected went as far as switching phones, changing their numbers, and turning their phones off and getting new accounts, but nothing seemed to ever slow Restricted down. At one point, after Courtney and her family called the police after finally having enough of the harassment, while in the middle of explaining their situation to an officer, all their phones turned on and called each other. That's crazy. Things started looking bad for Courtney after the police traced the threatening messages back to her phone, which seemed to be able to send messages and make calls even when she had it powered off, though it was not precisely hard even in 2007 to mask their number as someone else's, but I digress. So they were kind of just talking about this is when the technology was starting to be able 
to do this kind of thing. At another point, the Kirkendalls had just returned home after meeting with law enforcement concerning their phone calls when they noticed they had a voicemail which consisted of a recording of the exact conversation from earlier that day. Thinking Courtney had something to do with it, all the harassment, her parents took her phone away, but that also failed to get the harassment to end. To make matters worse, the family realized that Restricted, in addition to listening to everything they said, also seemed to be able to see them, even when they were inside their home. After they got a new security system uh, with a keypad, Restricted called them that moment later, telling the family that they knew their passcode to it. Among other things, Restricted made comments about the family was on their clothing. The most infamous quote to come from Restricted during this time was in response to one of their victims, Andreas McKay, who was cutting limes on the counter one time, and Restricted responded by messaging her with merely saying, I prefer lemons. So, okay, that's creepy. So, that's weird how they access the camera on the phone or I, something. Yeah, I mean, that's what I, the only thing I can think of. I'm like, back then they only had, like, the backside camera. I'm like, it wasn't the front-facing camera. Right. I have an, I have my mom's old iPhone 3, which was from 2007. Right. Oh, you do? That's right. I yeah, forgot. and it's only got a camera on the back. So if it's down, that's weird. And if it's off, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I'm on top of that. Right. One night, one night, an unknown person banging on the side of the family house before running off into the night. At this point, taping their cor- sorry, tapping their camera lenses and even removing the batteries. Let me try that again. Taping their camera lenses and even removing the batteries from their phone failed to stop this stalker. Whomever this person was and whatever their motives were, they seemed to be in the exact opposite position of their given name. Are they in the attic? Or it something? doesn't say. No, it doesn't say. I don't know. Yeah, you're thinking about it from the somebody upstairs (laughs) being able to see all their movements and stuff. But he'd have to have been, because this is theirs and two other families. So theirs was the main one. Um, The the ongoing harassment and lack of answers proved to be the stuff of nightmares, a crime in which the victims are continuously terrorized by an unknown person who has no intentions or restrictions in slowing down or even stopping. And they they left the cops utterly baffled by it. For reasons still unclear to this day, The mystery appears to have trailed off from there. There have been no new follow-ups, arrests, person of interest, or anything since the attention on the case reached its peak. Some sources hint that the FBI did get involved and the call stopped, but that's it. Keep in mind, the very first iPhone, which you already mentioned, had come out around this time, but whether this had any bearing on the lack of any follow-ups on the case is anyone's guess. The way it stands, if the situation was ever officially solved, it's never been publicly stated by anyone, including neither law enforcement or any of the victims. It was never made certain if it was ever simply one stalker involved, let alone what the motive was. The only substantial evidence to come from the incident was recordings of the voicemail left by Restricted, restricted, which had been described as throaty, juvenile, raspy, stolen from bad horror movies. For the victims, to clarify on the three families involved, there was the Kirkendalls, the McKays, and the Prices. Courtney and her family, her older sister and family, who was married and living with her husband in a different house, and a friend of Courtney's who lived across the street. Some reports say another friend of Courtney's claimed that her phone ringtone changed without her doing anything to a gruff voice. However, this has been included in very few reports compared to all the other details of the case. So what happened exactly? 
So some theories. Was it a hoax? One theory on the matter is that it was a hoax committed by Courtney. It was her phone and she could have done it to get on TV. In response to this, Courtney has defended herself saying, why would I do that to the people I care about? Why would I harass my own family? Just as likely as it could be that Courtney could have been responsible, I can also see her having nothing to do with it. Her mother also has adamantly defended her against this as well. Viruses and hacks. Another theory argues that Restricted couldn't have gained access to the phones through hacking or a virus. They could have possibly accomplished this through inside help or by someone smuggling the phones out to give to Restricted to mess with them or even by one of the victims unknowingly I'll be setting Restricted um, reinfecting her new phone by visiting her MySpace. So was she giving him access to her stuff even when she got new phones through MySpace? So okay. were they hacking her through? I, I never had my I I, didn't use MySpace, MySpace either. So yeah. I, it was a form of social media, I yeah, think. Absolutely. And I guess maybe I mean, it's still around even. It is. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. In terms of how the whole crime would have been technologically possible to pull off in 2007, theories vary. How likely was it to turn on and send messages or make calls without being in the room? Some military-grade technology could make it inside the realm of possibilities in accomplishing this feat, but would have been extremely hard even to get physical access to it. Interestingly, Courtney and her family did live near McCord Air Force Base, and her brother-in-law did work there. He even received a text from Restricted at one point, which reportedly said, McCord needs us. That said, it could have been just as likely been Restricted merely messing around rather than serving as a real clue to their identity. <clears throat> Other less technically technologically savvy ways restricted could have used to creep on their victims was by physically looking through their window or texting with someone who was in the room from a victim. A suggestion made by law enforcement op- officials on the case was that a tech-savvy teenage boy could have been responsible. Well, that could be true. The same could be said if restricted stalked the family through more traditional methods. Another thing about this doesn't make sense, and I'm not calling it a hoax, just that if all the victims were terrorized by their phones in those four months, why they still kept using their phones. I get it if they needed it for work or some other substantial reason, but undoubtedly, if they were as affected by the stalkers they claim, they would have fallen back on their means of communication at least for some time to see if restriction restricted would have stopped. Ultimately, with everything said and done, many questions arose over whether or not the crime ever happened at all. Long after the attention behind the case died down, and most of the reports on it are all based on one victim, regarding the details of the family's phone turning on in the presence of a police officer, no such public statements appeared to be made on the claim. Not only that, but for how often we accidentally pocket dial another person or intentionally open the camera apps on our phone, how much of when that happens results in our phones getting clean audio? Alternatively, how could the stalker even a good view of anything Alternatively, how could the stalker even a good view of anything at any time for that matter? Sorry, that sounds kind of weird. Uh, We are talking about 2007 here, a time in which the first iPhone had just come out when landline phones and MySpace were still a thing and when streaming a TV show or movie on your phone was not yet possible. Right. As far as details go, there was never a confession made, no suspect or person of interest. And as the last update um, was that the call stopped as soon as the FBI got involved. So they did finally get the FBI involved. Uh, For a case with such an enticing news piece as this presented to the media, the fact that there was never much of a follow-up or even an official conclusion makes it confusing to even determine if it ever happened at all. So I've got questions. I mean, it's like speculations and stuff like that that go into that story, right? So you're thinking, 
<coughs> excuse me, um, Texas allergies still. Right, that's why I sound so, that's uh, why I'm having a hard time today. I'm super raspy. Yeah, and, Texas allergies yeah. are a real thing. Um, <laughs> spoof numbers, of course, right? Because that's where, I remember I did this to my boss back in Phoenix. We got, a, we downloaded an app. In their, their free apps, like you can go out and you can just type in a number that you want it to show. Right, so I could put your number in. It would look like I'm calling from your number. It right. wouldn't say your name. Okay. It would just say that your cell phone, or you could have a completely blank one. Okay. And we were just kind of playing a joke on it. And stuff so like that somebody that. could have done that. Yeah. Using their phone number. Had a bike for sale or something like that, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go mess with him." Like, I'll give you two dollars, and he's like, "No, it's fifty dollars." You know, doing that. Yeah. Doing that. How about two dollars and ten cents or something? Just dumb, right? But that's where I was like, okay, spoofing numbers was was a thing, but. My other kind of statement or question is like, what's the point of harassing right. these families to that extent? It's kind of like going back to the watcher. Right. It's like, why? Right. Why well, are and you Why for these four months so intensely? And then, and then well, FBI, got, FBI involved. got involved. So maybe they were worried that they would have better technology to right. capture them. Um, but I also think at the same time, it seems like it's like everybody kept thinking it was Courtney. I think that was the big thing. I think people really thought that she was behind this but that seems like so much work first of all and she was a teenager she was 16 so what's the point yeah like she's i mean there were some some people doing it for fame you know her 15 minutes uh whatever however you say it 15 minutes of fame fame. yeah Yeah. but i mean it it seems like it wouldn't have been worth it for her because she was she got in trouble harassed you know by her family by her friends they took her phone away yeah i mean things they made it made people doubt her so i don't know i think if you were probably harassing somebody if it would have been her she at that point would have been fine i'll stop you know um or she would have just cut it out yeah yeah but i do like how they did question like why didn't they just stop using their phones for a while I mean, well, it didn't matter, though, because off. he shut him off and he would turn it back on. That's what I was going to say. Right. But maybe you just put it in a place where it's just in a drawer for the next six months. But you, I mean, we can't live without our phones. I'm, I'm imagining in 2007, it might have been the first iPhone, but cell phones had been around for quite right. some time. Exactly. So there's Bummer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, it just was an interesting story to me. I mean, it's it's more of like a scratch your head that it is scary or spooky, but it's kind of... Well, it's one of those things we live... Like, my phone's right here. Yeah. Your phone's right there. Yeah. We always have them with us. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's just part of life now. Like, yeah. I have to have it to get into my computer for work. Yep, me too. You know, because you have to have the little codes and Security stuff like codes that. Security codes and stuff, right? yeah. So, you, it, it's exactly that same thing. And, you know, if you think about it, too, the thing that's kind of scary is that was 2007. How far along... How many people... Well, that's, yeah, bullet, cyberbullying and all 16 years later things. is the technology now that people... Harassment. Could do stuff, it's yeah. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah, it reminded me of this doc I watched on Netflix. I can't think of the name of it, but it was where a guy would call and, like, harass people in a, like, a fast food employee. Okay. Right, and get them to do, like, horrific things, right? Because oh, yes, I remember calling that the boss yeah. and, you know, telling them to, like, strip search an employee and calling all of these different areas, and they never knew who it was. Yeah. Right? I'm not going to spoil the end. It's... Go watch it. It's worth it. You can search it pretty easy and find it. But it reminded me of something like that. Like, not to the same extent, but like people somebody just doing... somebody mysteriously on the other end yep. for years and never knowing. I mean, that's kind of the weird thing too. Because is this somebody you knew that was mad at you for some reason, and then finally just was like, ah, eh, this, is, this is boring now, you know? Or yeah. a girl she might have made angry because she dated the guy mm-hmm. she liked, or you know? So there's so many, there's so many plausibilities, you know, that you're like. 
don't know. It's just crazy. Creepy. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of those ones. It's it, it filed under like just the creepy category. It's yes. It's creepy and it's possible. Yeah. That's the part that's really and the, the harassment part. Like, yeah. You could see how tormenting that could get just right. by virtue of it. Like the first line, like they sexually assaulted or murdered. Right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna rape you. I'm going to mm-hmm. kill you. Um, one of, from yeah, the other know, articles, like, always going to be looking over your shoulder. Right. Well, they mentioned that, um, they had the conversation. They had that exact or the exact conversation they'd had earlier that day at the police station mm-hmm. was a message. And it did in the, I think they sent it like in a text and it said, leave the police out or we'll kill you or I'll kill you. So you know, more so, so yeah. yeah. Okay, so. so they were recording conversations. They just had this insight phone yeah and they were able to do things with it for some reason crazy hackers do crazy things yes you know everybody knows the stories nowadays but that story is it's creepy and yeah in itself especially at the beginning of like i smartphones yes like the true smartphone technology not just a flip phone where you could text text. after hitting the same button four times you finally get the letter t you know know. so yeah great story awesome thank you guys so much for joining us on this one appreciate it we'll have another one coming out shortly after this But for now, go ahead and hit the like and subscribe on your way out. We truly do appreciate and be sure to share. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Sharing is caring. Appreciate you guys. Take care and have a great one. Bye.